Hey, 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 everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, heady brews, heady babes, classy people, dirty wooks, whoever you are, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating, I hope you are fist pumping. I hope you are smiling. And I hope that you are getting away from all the materialistic BS in your life and realizing that to truly find happiness, it can come from being as simple as possible, uh, eliminating distractions, eliminating all the things around you that aren't completely necessary so that you have time to focus on the things that are. I'm really pumped that you're here with me today. This is episode 68 of the Entrepreneur Now podcast. I am your host, Heath Armstrong. And I am always, always humbled and delighted to have you on here uh, sharing these amazing conversations with me when I get to interview the world's top creative entrepreneurs about amazing things, the grind, getting in the flow of things, figuring out ways to create on the side of having a day job, uh, figuring out ways to get rid of their day job so that they can create full time. I mean, there's so many amazing people that have been on the show, and I continue to meet them and engage with them every single day to continue to bring these shows to you. So today, for the first time, I've got a creative entrepreneur on, uh, sidepreneur, and to be completely honest, I don't think I've ever met somebody who does as much as this guy does while having six children. I mean, it's insane. Uh, I've got Paul Brown on. He's out in the UK. He's an artist. He he actually diddles in like six or seven different types of creative endeavors. So I am pumped to have him on. A truly humble guy, a family man, uh, a brilliantly just like I don't I don't know how he manages the time, and maybe I need to have him on another show after this just to talk specifically about that. But it blows my mind that he gets all this done. So hang on tight. All the show notes artsynow.com forward slash sixty eight. And I want to stress everybody out there to get on the site, uh, check out the show notes if you haven't done that yet. We put all the show links on there, and also you can get the ebook. Uh, 50 plus secrets and tips from the world's top creative entrepreneurs for absolutely free uh, as my gift to you. And that literally is advice coming straight from the people that I've interviewed on the Entrepreneur Now podcast. It's nice. And and everybody, shoot me an email at create at artsynow.com. I would love to connect with you. Uh, get on iTunes and, and leave me a review and a rating. I love to see what you all think about the show. It means so much to me. And other than that, Again, artsynow.com forward slash 68 for all the show notes for Paul Brown. We're going to dive right into this episode. Uh, are you ready? Because I think that I am. Uh, here we go. Come on, everybody. Let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody. Let me hear that stinky, stinky, rinkity, dinkity beat. Yeah. Well, here we go now. to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. I'm bringing the heat, I'm bringing the energy. 
because my guest today is a serial entrepreneur, the best kind to have on this show. He's an artist, he's a cartoonist, he's a designer, I'm not done, he's a photographer, he's a musician, and he's a writer. I had to hold that a little bit longer. A skidamarinkity-dinkity-dink, a skidamarinkity-doo. Mr. Paul Brown, you are the entrepreneur now all the way from Norfolk, England. What is happening, buddy? Oh, not too bad, mate. <laughs> How are you? Uh, just getting pumped up, man. That's what I do. Uh, had a little fun with that introduction. I was <laughs> testing out my vocal cords. <laughs> to see how low and high I could get, to see how many ears I could bust. <laughs> you never know, man. So this is something. All right, everybody. This is this is definitely a first for this podcast. But in our pre-chat, <laughs> you just heard all the different things that Paul's involved with, right? I mean, art, arts, cartoonist, designers, photographer, musician, writer. He, he's also had a history of, of being a normal person, just like me and you, and having the day jobs and. He has six children. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you out there have six children or can think about that. He's also got pets running around that house. So to to even get him away for 30 minutes to talk to us is, was, is pretty astonishing with all that going on. I would not have ever figured out how to do that. So congratulations on just figuring that out, Paul. <laughs> I have help. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Does <laughs> she just sit back there and, and schedule out for you, man? Or she uh, she's taking the tribe on right now, hardcore? You're probably going to hear her yelling here shortly. Uh, although I'd say she's probably pretty good at that. She's got six of them. Yeah, I'm her seventh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a football team. Yeah. You're getting close. Yeah, just a bit. Five more, you could have all 11, man. I know, I know. But uh, every time I mention more children, she, she runs. <laughs> <laughs> So it was your idea to have all the kids. Yeah, I'm, I love kids. Yeah, I'm well, that's a big not fan. a bad thing at all, man. No, which I'm sure has played an entire, you know, huge influence on your life as well. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, busy. <laughs> wow, I can imagine. All right, so Paul, out of all those things that I just talked about, I want to see if you can uh, sum that up into how. You got involved with all that. What gives you that extreme like passion to be involved in all these different things, and how do you possibly manage it? You know, tell us a little bit about you and, and you know what you're doing now. You may or may not be involved with any or all of those, uh, but let's just get to know you a little bit. Um, well, mainly at the minute, I'm concentrating on the art side of stuff. But uh, what I tend to do is in the five minutes between. Have it or little breaks in between the children and doing other stuff and working from home. I sort of try different skills. I constantly try to learn new stuff. You know, if I have an interest, if you know, say I'm watching something on television and something takes my interest, I'll try it. You know, for myself, I'll look up tutorials and so writing and photography and all the other stuff is sort of. I, I taught myself to play guitar. Yeah. Um. That that stemmed back from when I was um, I used to be in the army, and I got medically discharged, and I suddenly went from four days working to not working, and my I was bored, so I just picked up a guitar one day 
at a charity shop and then taught myself. Uh, but that was 16 years ago. Now I'm sort of, you know, I'd say I'm a mediocre player. but yeah. <laughs> I think I've been playing for about the same time, and I would say that I am far less than mediocre, Paul. So you got me beat. I can't. I don't know. It's just I go through these periods where I'll play all the time, and then I'll stop. And you know, I, I recently I had like five or six guitars laying around, and mm. I went through them and decided that I was going to sell off all my guitars and keep just my one Taylor that I like. That I mean, it's the easiest to play. It's the best built. It sounds the best. And I was going to dedicate at least fifteen minutes every morning and bust that into my morning routine to playing that guitar and I'm on like a 30 day streak now or something. And it's pretty incredible. And <laughs> it's just, you know, you get that time and it's a good way to start a morning too. Yeah. Yeah. I say, I think, I think it helps if you, if you meet, uh, for instance, my guitar playing picked up when, um, I met other guitarists and who were at the same sort of level I was. And we sort of worked with each other and they taught me tricks and I taught them stuff and I ended up becoming a better player by sort of getting with other people in the same field. Well, that's 100% true. I mean, fact. If you surround yourself by people who are better than you at something, uh, who have done things that you want to do, who who have accomplished these dreams that you could see yourself accomplishing, it will inevitably happen. I mean, they, they will rub off on you, and then you will begin to be that person for somebody else as well. It's yeah. it's a fantastic uh, kind of magical chain that keeps on going. You say I think I think it's, it's something else. It's happening at the minute with um, the, doing the art for Happy Jar. Um, me and Neil, the other artist, um, we've got a really good connection, really good bond now as artists, and I will give him sort of advice, and he gives me advice, and so we work with each other. And we generate these images that are now floating around on our Twitter accounts. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you bu- just call it? Happy? Happy Jar. Happy Jar. Yeah. H-A-P-P-I Jar. Yeah. So, so how did that come to fruition? Well, we're say we're all old school friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the baby of the group. Um, uh, Glenn, the CEO, and Neil... Um, the sort of head artist. He is, uh, they're four years older than me. Um, and when we were kids, we used to play role play games, uh, Dungeons and Dragons type of stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was the baby of the group. And um, about two, about a year and a half ago, Glenn came to me with, a, he wanted me to come on board as one of his artists. And um, Neil was already involved. And um, we've sort of been doing it ever since, sort of. So what what is the artwork for? In, in- uh, it's for the, the buttons that you share. Yeah. Uh, when you capture your happy moment, uh, you have on the reverse side a, uh, a picture, either done by me or Neil or any of the other artists who we have, who come along and join in. But mainly it's me and Neil, mainly. You do all the buttons apart from what the in the artist gallery there are people who sort of guest star art. So yeah, we sort of. That's pretty cool. I haven't even yeah. heard of it. No, it's a, it's a, it's a gratitude app. 
So if you is a happy moment, you take a photo or uh, audio or um, a text message. Yeah. Uh, it attaches it to you. Pick a button from a gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, once it's saved, you can either share it on Twitter or Facebook, and and then it will deposit it in a jar, a virtual jar oh. in your phone. And when you shake it, um, a, any one of them pops moments, up. Yeah, one of them pops out. Dude, that is awesome. So what what what's the domain to get that app? Uh, it's on App Store at the minute. It's under, I believe, do they, it's under health. Do they have a website also? Yep, it's uh, happyjar.com. Okay, so it is that main site. Yeah, I pulled yep. it up. But it looked like, are there like comic squares on the front? Yep, yep. Tom, founder. No, 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 no. Um, wait a minute. Yeah. It's uh, just... Awesome, because I'm not. I mean, that's that's a pretty cool idea. Like, I'm always thinking of, you know, being being someone who works in and out and trying to learn how to develop apps myself. Which we have a similar connection through Paul Camp, who does the App Guy podcast. He actually introduced us. Yeah, and you know, I'm always thinking like when I'm meditating and stuff. Every time I get done, I just I write down the thoughts. And there's all these different apps out there where you can log what you're thinking. But you know, I always want to record. What I'm thinking, what were the things that came through my head um, that are good ideas and separate them? And then what kind of colors was I seeing? Just so I can go back and analyze and start looking at the similarities and differences between different days and really niche it down. So something like the happy jar, like that's cool. You can put it on there. There's a photo. You put it in a jar and then you can just shake it and one of them pops up. Um, Kind of of a way to get your day pumped up, you know? Yeah. Let's say – we we're all behind it. That's all of us friends. We're sort of all here, sort of working with Glenn and Neil and me. So it's nice though to work with friends, yeah, old friends. Uh, we've been to we've been friends for over twenty years. So, and this is the first time in no all those years that we've actually been able to work together because we've all gone off in our own directions over the years. Yeah, how cool is that? So yeah, it's nice to come back and sort of be with old friends. Yeah. If you, how did you spell it again? Uh, Is it H A P P I? Yeah. Okay, I found it. Yeah. 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 I had. I don't know why I didn't listen to you earlier when you spelled it out. I just picked a Y. (laughs) (laughs) So I was on the wrong site. So yeah, I'll put the link to this in the show notes, uh, which will be at artsynow.com forward slash Paul Brown. Check out the happy jar. Store, share, shake the happiness. Awesome, man. So you get to do the the artwork that goes on this, huh? Yeah. So you're uh, so, you're into designing and and obviously you work with the digital sense as well. Yeah. Um, man, I gotta ask again. How the hell do you do all this with with all those kids running around? Uh, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, this this it could be like a serious strategy here, though. I mean, what what like when you look at your schedule. And this could go for people that don't have kids, but they have a million things going on as well. I think everybody has little nuggets of gold as far as um, how they accomplish certain things, how they set aside time to do it. So do you have any like habits or or uh, block scheduling or anything that you put in place? Or are you literally just, oh, I have a free moment. I'm going to work on this a little bit and just using persistence as as the key. I think it's, it's definitely persistence. I mean, yeah. if, I, if I'm sitting there... I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting, never sitting here. Um, but if I'm happen to know that I've got a, a spare few minutes, I'll take a pad 
and sketch down some ideas. And then if I've got another five minutes later on in the day, I'll run to the computer and, and start producing. Um, I usually do like a preliminary sort of sketch and then I'll throw it up on Hangout and say to everyone, what do you think? You know, uh, and then they'll give me a reply, yay or nay, or it needs a lot of work or it's bad. And, and then I'll go back to the drawing board and start sketching out again. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, I, th- I do find that quite handy that I can get instant replies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wait. I'm not waiting considering we're, we're far so far apart from each other. Cause yeah, we, the internet's a crazy thing, isn't it? And then, I mean, mm. kids are completely unpredictable. So I understand that it's hard to set time apart when you know, you might get pulled away to, to take care of something. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like I don't think there's anything better than engagement from other people. And I know that you're probably, you say you throw them up on hangouts. So I'm guessing the other people that you work with for their yeah. opinions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, there was another artist that I had on. Um, it, he, he, I'm trying to think of who it was that particularly said this. Um, God, yeah. Steve bird. So I had Steve Bird on and and what he does is he he literally has people send him pictures, right? Yeah. And then he tells them that he will paint those pictures. So he just paints them as a, as a 5 by 7 size, a small size, extreme detail into a 5 by 7. He turns these pictures yeah. into a painting. But yeah. when he does this, he's basically putting up his drafts throughout Twitter the whole time. Like, oh my God. like he'll put the first drawing and then he'll put, and he'll ask for people's feedback on it. And what that does is it gets them engaged. And when it finally yeah. comes to fruition in the end and he has this completed piece, these people that had sent him the pictures were so intrigued with it that they're going to, they want to buy it, you know? Yeah. And he gets, you know, a hundred pounds or whatever he charges for him out of it. And it's like a brilliant method to build his audience. And I think that if you're doing this with the people you work with, it makes a lot of sense to get that input. But if you started putting it out in social media and asking other people's opinion before you guys even release it, I think yeah. you could get engagement. I mean, I have done in the past, I have, uh, I've designed a few buttons, especially my superhero buttons. I, I did. Um, I, cause I'm a huge comic book fan. Yeah. And so I thought, how cool would it be to redesign some of these old sort of logos like the Batman and, the, and your Superman type stuff so i thought i'd do it I'd, I'd go ahead and i sort of um created a whole set of uh, dc hero ones mm-hmm. and uh, i threw them up on twitter every time i completed one i threw it up on twitter and uh, just to see if people liked it and i tagged people like marvel in and um as well as happy jar mm-hmm. um, just to see what the you know the effect would be you know what people would say i think my first one was the flash i did uh the flash's logo and and i went all the way through the justice league i think the but the the main justice league and uh yeah i got some positive feedback i also did it on uh, facebook as well i shared it on facebook and uh yeah i had lots of positive sort of feedback people really liked them and yeah it was nice because I I work alone a lot of the time, it's nice to have that engagement. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it can be a very real thing too. <clears throat> and it, and a, I think validation when you first put something out there mm. is super powerful. You say I suffer from a lack of confidence. I always have. Um, and when I when people do that, yeah, it does. It does makes me feel on top of the world. And it's like, oh, brilliant, you know. Yeah, and that's a common thing between artists. In particular, and musicians too. 
Mm. Um, everybody has a sense that maybe what they're making isn't something that's going to be liked by everybody else. And when you're when you put all that time and energy into something and you create something and birth it into the world, basically, uh, you hope that it's going to be positive feedback. And and if you start asking for engagement, even if some people don't like it, the people that will come through that do like it, or they could they could change everything. You start getting that confidence, and it can turn everything around. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I secretly hope that DC or Marvel will see one and go, "Oh, I do one job." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need but, to you need to reach out to them, man, and start sending mm-hmm. emails and making that relationship with people that work there. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's what I, I follow, would do. Follow, I follow quite a few people on the the DC and the Marvel calendars. Yeah, how like, cool would uh, that be? Stanley and uh, all. <laughs> One day, one day. Put it on your vision board, man. You'll get there if you keep staying, keep that persistence train rolling, right? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what else are you into? Uh, say writing. Uh, I haven't majorly put anything forward, but I do. Uh, I'm constantly writing down ideas. Um, Brilliant. For novels and. But they, I sort of, that's another thing. My, my demons come back and, you know, my confidence. I withdraw a little bit. Yeah. But. Which, I mean, I, I suffer through the same thing, but I found this recent tool called Coggle. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. No, no. Coggle.it. And so, like, if, if you write and you brainstorm and you and you put stuff down, like, I've tried all sorts of different things, like Trello and Wonderlist and, you know, Evernote. And I just, yeah, I always, <laughs> I just always find myself with, like, all these random lists and all these random, like, tabs and cards. And I just, they're just all over the place. You know, I don't know what should be archived, what shouldn't. And so I found Coggle and a buddy of mine, Jason Berwick, um, he, he, he sent it to me and told me he had used it for brainstorming, uh, but literally you can, it's like a, it's like a brain map, but it's so simple. It's just, you put one word or two words or however much text as you really want. And you hit either a plus button on the right side or the left side. And then it draws another stem out there and you can drag and drop these stems anywhere. And you can put something else there and then you could sub that out. Like, um, and they're all made of different colors and you can change colors and, and so I took an idea I had in my head for this business thing that I want to move into. And I just like, this stuff had been in my head forever. And I literally just panned it out on this giant brain map for like, you know, connecting the dots. So now I can actually look at everything that was in my head. <laughs> so if you're into writing or like, uh, you know, brainstorming things, you should definitely check that out or anybody out there. It's called Coggle. So C-O-G-G-L-E dot I-T. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. And I can put that link in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, but it can so, help you. Yeah, I think I think um, uh, one of my major problems. I mean, when I work, I'm I'm very intense. I I, I concentrate on the screen. I'm yeah, I'm f- tweaking and all over the shop. But I'd, I find that my main, if there was ever a flaw, <laughs> is um, I have no. I can get to the end goal, but my direction's a bit wobbly. I tend to. Um, jump from one to another to another without any guided maybe that's the way i just work but you sound would, like me man yeah <laughs> yeah you're more direction. yeah 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 i took a um you know i'm not like huge into psychology but i recently took a uh personality test like a couple different ones or like mm. 
these these tests that analyze you and they ask you a bunch of questions and I kept getting this type back that and I always thought of myself as a creative, but it kept coming back that I was an explorer and it specifically said that I will always have trouble not engaging in something new that comes my way because it excites me and like I just I do the same thing. And and I will definitely get to the end goal. Like I'm not gonna give up on something, but it just might take me a little longer because I'm diddling in so many different things and it sounds like you're doing the same thing. Yeah. What, like one, so, so how do you battle that? Um, uh, lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. Uh, I think once I start working on a on a button, for instance, I I, I go into a zone, and my wife, it drives my wife nuts because she tries talking to me, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. I'm totally focused on that, what I'm doing at that moment, yeah. uh, whether it means adjusting a color or, you know, chopping a circle up or, you know, adding lines. Uh, that's it. Nothing else corresponds. No, no one else can interact with me whatsoever. Um, I think I think it, most people find it annoying, but uh, yeah, once I hit that zone mode, I think uh, that that's it. I, I'm so concentrated on that one sort of thing, and then I jump to the other thing that I need to concentrate on. Um, I think that's mainly how I do it. <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, it's sort of a. A work in progress, really. Yeah, that's what passion will do to you, man. Mm. <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, recently I had a I had a couple of people tell me that my art actually makes them happy. So I was like, oh, that yeah, that sort of really boosts me up, and uh, it also gives me ideas towards new designs because I can look back and see what designs they downloaded and you know what they thought and. Uh, and then it takes me down different avenues, other work I never would have thought of doing, sort of previously. So, yeah. so what's the process like of creating one of these? Uh, it starts off with a five hundred by five hundred circle, and then I see how much I can cram into it. <laughs> uh, the other, our other artist, Neil, he works in Photoshop. And he's uh, a hand hand painted freehand. Um, where I work in Illustrator, where she's more vectors, yeah, and manipulating the shapes. Um, we can both do exactly the same sort of stuff, but we're coming at it from two different yeah, Adobe different. ends. Um, so I I start with a 500 by 500 button and then I'll take another circle and then I'll see, oh, right, if I, I like the idea of having a crescent, say, for instance. Uh, so I'll overlap two circles, chop it, and then twist it, rescale it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll put it somewhere. It may not stay there, but uh, and then I'll think, oh, I wouldn't mind sticking you know, a gem in here and a star over there. Yeah, and, it is, and it slowly builds up like a huge jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. And then I will take a piece out and stick it to one side that I'm not happy with. It doesn't do anything for the overall design. Um, and then I'll sort of add something else or scroll work. or And it, it's just literally in and out, in and out um, of pieces that I've built. 
because everything has to be, well, my side has to be built from scratch. Everything you see in my buttons is literally starting with lines. And then I manipulate it, twist it. and So it, it, it can take a while, but I normally can sort of do them in, a, say, an hour. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it depends on the complexity. And I what's mean, it like once you get once you get to the point and then you have it validated and then you actually get to see it, you know, working through the app um, and being on the back of those buttons and how cool oh, does that feel? Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> well, cause we send, I send my buttons off and my monthly ones. And then say with at the start of the month, the advert goes up on Twitter that my art's up and, I quickly, the first thing I do is run to the app and go to the gallery and then sort of, I don't know if it sounds a bit off, but at first I download all my own buttons straight out uh, just to see how they look. Because um, up until that point, I see them 100% huge on my screen. Yeah, then you see so, them really small and on your phone. and Yeah, so yeah, so it's really nice. To sort of, and yeah, then when we get the reports through on how many downloads we've had of certain artists to see mine up there, it's it's nice as well. What, uh, what, can you describe to me what your favorite one you ever created looked like? Uh, it's one called The Great. It's in the last lot I created. It was a it's like a gold backed, uh, sort of polished metal uh, with uh, scroll work, black. Sh- um, drop shadowed scroll work. Um, and like, I think I called it, uh, yeah, I called it the Victorian Great or something like that. Um, yeah, I was going through a steampunk stage and I thought, oh, I'll try and do a bit of steampunk. Is it? Does it say uh, one penny on the back, like a penny? No, 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 no. It doesn't say. <laughs> it's literally just this great work. Um, is, is it on the side anywhere? Uh, uh, I think it may be on pin interest on Happy Jazz pin interest, but um, so if not, I can uh, I, I can send you a copy of it. Yeah, I was just wondering. I was trying to find. I'm, I'm looking at some of them on the site here, but it's interesting. So cool. Well, do you ever run into like when you sit down to do that? Do you ever run into problems where you just can't come up with something, or you hit a creative block at all? Uh, no, <laughs> I've never. I've never. When it comes to the the buttons, I've never hit um, a creative block. I uh, I did once, I think I did when I was doing, I was doing, I'd done the DC heroes, and mm-hmm. I decided to have a go at the Avengers, and so I came, I did a, a Captain America button, and I did a Iron Man button, and then I hit the Thor button. Now. I had never seen a logo for Thor up until that point. <laughs> and so I scoured the sort of Marvel history looking for any any symbol that was associated to Thor. Uh, and I decided in the end to try and recreate his armor on, on a button. Uh, and then with, using the colors of the navy blues and the reds. And uh, it didn't quite look right. And, I, and it took me, that particular one took me hours to build this whole set of armor for this button. And in the end, I ended up scrapping it. And uh, I did a, a just a, a, a hammer on its side with a, with a Celtic nut on it. 
with the lightning streaming off it. I think I put it up on uh, Twitter a little while back. And uh, it, it looked awesome. And it was so simple. But it, And I sort of say tagged Marvel again in it and the Avengers online and to see if anyone would go, oh, look, you know, Thor's hammer. I even managed to add lightning. Lightning was really hard. <laughs> so how did they react to it? I didn't get any response from them. Yeah, you, you scrapped it? I scrapped the original. Gotcha. But um, the, the armor, and I went, just went for the hammer design, the hammer logo. But, uh, yeah, that was a that was the only time I had a block. It was straight after I'd built all that armor, thinking, oh, it doesn't look right, and tried tweaking it here and there, and it still didn't look right, and I got frustrated, and I left it for a while. You punched yeah. a hole in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and I just thought, no, 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 I can't do this. Um, and then I came back to it later, and uh, it, I did it in, I think I did it in an hour, Yeah, the, the new one, and uh, loved it, yeah. And then, and then I, sh- I showed it to the guys, and they all said that, yeah, it looked really cool. And So I added it to my, I've, I've still got a couple more to do. I think I've got Hawkeye and um, what's it, Black Widow. I've got to do yet. So watch this, watch this space. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop. No, no, I have, re- I have really enjoyed revamping old logos, sort of pimping them out a bit. Yeah, well, I can see how that could be fun. Mm. Sort of put my, my, my mark on it. Yeah. Well, what do you think, between all the people that you've talked to, I know you mentioned earlier that you had – uh, sort of surrounded yourself by other people and learned from some others. What do you think the best advice you ever received about um, creativity was? Ooh. I would say my art teacher, but he was awful. <laughs> um, did I really think of anything. I mean, have you, like, between the art, you know, you also work with another artist. Is there anything that they've, you know, any quotes that have just really stuck to you? Um, anything that you've kind of latched yourself onto or any principles that you've sort of followed? Um, I say mainly <sighs> Neil's an awesome guy, fantastic artist. And he, he's, I don't say, I don't say he's got, um, advice as in giving me sort of the the um, power talk but he he gives me little pointers mainly like you know that could be better he can probably say it a little bit rougher than that but <laughs> um say so that's the main that's mainly the only sort of piece of sort of advice he he sort of gives me the rest of it. I just do it off my own head. Yeah. So, so I don't. What would you tell a creative who's younger, uh, maybe say you like ten years ago, who's struggling with their creative process? Well, what would, what kind of advice would you give them? Don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, at the end of the day, art is how you perceive it, isn't it? It shouldn't really matter what anyone else perceives your art. Yes. Uh, because it's about your interpretation, isn't it? Uh-huh. So I think the, the trick is stick with it. And uh, if you truly believe in it, it'll work. You know, 
it's something you truly and wholeheartedly sort of believe in yourself and your work, then you will get there eventually. <laughs> so, so, so true, man. It is all about believing. It really is. If you can envision yourself, I mean, our minds, from if you think about it, from when we're born to the point we're at now, right? We subconsciously train our minds to do certain things. So they take brushing your teeth, for instance. When you're a kid, your parents tell you, this is what you're supposed to do, right? You brush your teeth. Um, As you do that every day, you'll get to a point where you start to do it without even thinking about it. I mean, before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning, you're automatically going in the bathroom brushing your teeth without even really paying attention to it. So as we get older and we take these hobbies and we take our regular miserable day jobs that, that we hate, they start to become an unconscious part of our lives. We, we think, yes, we have to wake up today and go to work, but you know maybe at 4 or 5 p.m. it'll be over, then I can spend time at home, right? Well, why, why can't we focus that unconscious mind on things that we truly believe, like in ourselves, on our passions? We, we absolutely can do that. It just takes persistence and not giving up. I mean, you nailed it on the head. If you look at it every single day, if you think about it every single day, if you envision yourself doing it every single day, even say it out loud. I mean, literally, say it out loud. If you want to be a best-selling author, say it out loud. I am a best-selling author. It will become a part of your life, and it's insanely magical when it actually does happen because it will if you stay at it. There's absolutely nothing stopping it from happening. So it's pretty fantastic. Yep. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think it's extremely interesting how you focus on these and, and the buttons. I mean, very cool, very unique. I have not, I can't ever say I've ever talked to anybody doing something like that. And it's, it's a fantastic idea with the app. Um, and I think everybody should definitely check that out. But it, if you could spend, one hour, Paul, creating something with anyone from the past or present, who do you think that it would be? Uh, who would you choose to create with, and, and what do you think you would create? Ooh. I... Um, would it be... I think it had to be Darley. Yeah. Because he was completely off his rocker. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And anything when sculptures, painting... Um, yeah, and uh, and uh, also get to have a cool, weird moustache. Have like, you ever seen any of his work in person? Uh, no, I haven't. No. Yeah, I mean, I've got like a, it's funny that you say that because the background of my um, laptop is actually one of his paintings, uh, and I don't know the name of it. I know it's a pretty famous one. I'm not a Dolly expert, but he's got the giant elephants with the legs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. I like the clocks melting. I always like that. Oh one. yeah, that's a good one too. I mean, that's like his most famous one, I think, right? Mm, I think and he's so. got that cool one with the hand, um, the fingers kind of panning. I mean, all of everything that he did was just yeah. He's out of his gore. <laughs> um, I remember seeing one the other day where it was like a uh, almost like a green egg with a man like hatching out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who knows? Who knows what was going on, man? But he say he did what he thought, how he, how he interpreted art, wasn't it? 
Oh, and it's and it's incredible, right? What if he would have stopped because somebody told him that they didn't like what he was doing? And I'm sure that there has been countless amounts of people that have have done that. They mm. create one piece of art that could they could turn out to be one of the most magnificent artists in the world, but because when they were younger, somebody told them that it wasn't good, that they couldn't make a living doing it, they stopped, and they yeah. never went back and did it again. And I think that's right. <laughs> Hey, go ahead. I didn't. I didn't hear what you were going to say. No, I was going to say. I think. I think that's sometimes one of the main problems they have in schools today with art, oh, yeah. with teachers in in art. Because I can remember when I was in uh, school, my art teacher had this awful habit of coming up to you. Say you're doing a pencil sketch, and he would have a jet black marker pen, and he would sketch all over your piece of work. And telling you where you'd been, you know, when you where you'd done it wrong, and but he yeah he used a marker pen, so you would literally have to start the piece again from scratch. And if you've been working on this for weeks, um, and he was, and I think this is the same in a lot of schools. They tend to they try to teach you art, but it's they're not teaching you that you can teach technique and you can teach style and skills. But you can't teach art. You know, art is a is your own interpretation. Yeah, creativity how, develops on its yeah. own. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think this is where education fails. We homeschool as well, by the way. Oh so. yeah. Well, I mean, you got you got a whole classroom there, so why not? Yeah, it saves on the school runs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I a hundred percent agree. And I had a previous guest, Doctor George Seke. And he takes the exact approach that you would want for in a teacher. And he grew up and, and provided this principle to students that, that he made a commitment to himself that he was going to teach through creativity. He was going to let kids dress up in costumes. He was going to do everything fun and exciting imaginable to show them that you can absolutely live a life of creativity. And it was one of the best episodes I've had on the show for sure. And it was just astonishing because he said the same thing. He had some teachers that were just, you know, you know, they, it was bad. It was, it was the wrong way to teach a child and it yeah. could have completely changed those child's lives. They could have gone on to do something great, but maybe they didn't because of that. Um, you know, when you're a child, you, you go with what other people tell you because you're learning and you're not an authority yet. So yeah. if somebody tells you not to do something, you're probably going to listen. I mean, unless you're just an absolute re- rebel, uh, but it is sad, you know. That's sad that that you had to go through that. And I've had yeah. musicians on that have said they had to go through that, and that's why they started teaching lessons the way they do to students uh, to make it more fun and engaging, so it's not such a miserable thing. And, yeah. yeah, so it's a huge point to touch on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it sort of happens a lot, and it, it sort of breaks my heart when I look back and I think, you know, I should have stood up more. I should have, you know, fought. I did fight. You know, I did fight against the grain and did my own thing. But um, there are a lot of children who aren't so so strong, you know, who let these people who aren't happy in their own lives, you know, hold them down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know that one. So. For every positive energy, there's a negative somewhere. Mm. So just believe and keep going. <laughs> 100%. So, Paul. If you had to battle Godzilla, how do you think you would use your creativity 
or your talents or your mad cartoonist skills to defeat that big, crazy bastard? Draw a big gun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a direct way to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, uh, or build one, craft one, sculpt one. <laughs> yeah, he he doesn't have a bulletproof vest on, that's for sure. No, no. <laughs> Draw a donut, donut, poison donut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If yeah, Godzilla might devour that donut, but I think the gun, you're probably a sure bet. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't get enough donut, he might actually end up trying to eat you. Then you're definitely going to need that gun. Yeah, just the backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, it's been awesome. I'm so pumped that we got to have you on. I think we've definitely provided so much value to the listeners. Our heady little funky little listeners out there, you know who you are, wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, whatever you may be doing, whatever you may be creating. Uh, I am so pumped that you're here today and that you got to meet Paul. I, I stress everybody to go check out that app, check out his work. I think that anything that that contributes to reminding us that this world is an amazing place and that we can be happy and we can live through these happy memories and build on them to make a better future is definitely where we want to be. So Paul, do you have any favorite advice? Uh, I guess we covered that, but do you have any favorite tools or resources or favorite books or anything that you think our listeners could find value in? Um, You probably don't have a lot of time to read, do you? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Usually comics. <laughs> hey, man, that's 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 just as good as anything. I think I think good fantasy novels help, if anything, um, because they encourage you to use your imagination a lot. Um, I've read Lord of the Rings, read The Hobbit. Um, yeah, they, they got the new Hobbit movie coming out soon. I think. Yeah. And so I, I read them, and I uh, and this is a trick I used to use as a child, was I would imagine a scene from the book, and any any of the particular fantasy novels that I used to read, and then I'd try and draw it. Yeah, you know, I'd sit down and sketch out how I think that scene looked. Um, that was a good sort of tool. Um, it also encourages your creativity and imagination. Um, That's pretty cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's just one of the little tricks I used to do for myself. Um, yeah, I think I think that that reading uh, fiction at nighttime, <laughs> especially, like I, I I have I don't know how many I guess you can call them self help books or books where you can learn brain busters, and I mm. like to read those first thing in the morning because they get my brain rolling. But at night, if I read one of those books, you know, then it's going to get my brain rolling, thinking about all sorts of different things that I want to do that I have to do. So I make sure that I, I read, I read fiction at night, uh, mm. or I read some kind of like scientific study or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I that the magical sense of the fiction books uh, that get your brain into a creative scent, and it, and it literally helps you. It helps you sleep, and it helps that your, your dreams be in the right place, and it, mm. it kind of refreshes your mind and gets you a nice break from all the other stuff. Yeah, it just takes me away for a moment. Absolutely. <laughs> Say music uh, plays a big part in my button creation as well. I listen to everything and anything, uh, whether it be world music, um, classical music, um, 
the dramatic stuff like Wagner and uh, yeah, man. That, um, and then I go to the other end of the spectrum and listen to stuff like um, oh, uh, Metallica and <laughs> to try and get get a different sort of feel and vibe for the work. Nice. Uh, Are you a metal fan? Uh, I, well, I'm classic rock. Yeah, I'm a bit of an ACDC man. Oh but, yeah. They're going back on tour or something, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they've just started again. <laughs> so I'll get my T-shirt out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Awesome. But, There's a baller cat that I caught the other day at a show um, just by chance at a festival. And he's not, I wouldn't say like ACDC style classical rock, but this guy, his name is Rain Wolf. I don't know if you've heard of him. It's R E I G N Wolf. And oh. he is insane, man. Like he plays, <laughs> he, he reminds me a lot. He, he's just this white guy with long, scrappy hair, kind of looks like a teen wolf or something. Mm. Um, but he reminds <laughs> me so much of like a Jimi Hendrix. And he, the way he just plays the guitar and he's got this real soul blues rock and roll combination that he, he spills into the microphone. And, he will get on like these tangents where he'll like get on the drum set and he's playing drums with his feet in his one hand and he's just ripping like <laughs> insane solos on the guitar with his other hand. I don't even know how he does it, man. <laughs> and he's singing at the same time. And, yeah, we, and it, you should check him out on YouTube, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, um, I, I love I love rock music. I've sort of grown up with it. My father was a big rock fan, and uh, yeah, me too. When I, I used to go to motorcycle rallies over here in England, and I used to see lots of like bands, rock bands at the bike rallies. And uh, I remember there was one years ago, I don't even, even know if they're still going, they were called uh, Seamus Oblivion and the Megadeth Morris Men, or something like that. It was, uh, they were quite insane as well. They all dressed up like Morris Men yeah. while, while playing their rock music. And they would make you. They would hand out sticks, and um, you'd have beat each expect, other with them. You know, expect everyone to may dance, so <laughs> <laughs> to their rock music. So, yeah, yeah. I saw Gore one time, and I was like, "Well, I don't know how I felt about that." <laughs> <laughs> no, those guys just like you know go insane and spray fake blood everywhere and scream and, oh, and yeah. like you leave you walk out of that place and you're soaked with like red dye oh lovely yeah <laughs> i was like yeah i don't know i mean and i'm a big i'm a pretty big fan of all different types of music just like you you know i, I love different styles of music i love anything from classical to metal um there's a couple genres i don't particularly care for which would be like the pop country and not to offend anybody <laughs> or like the pop rap stuff, just yeah. mostly the stuff they play on the radio. I can't stand. No, um, I think it dumbs down our population. No offense. Anybody once again, <laughs> um, but you know, like this new pink Floyd album that came out. Oh, mm. I mean, one of my, I, I love those guys. And then the new album, it just, it's, it's just as good as everything else. Yeah. And uh yeah, music I 100% agree. I couldn't couldn't tick without it at all. No. When the music's over, turn out the lights, man, to quote old Jim Morrison. <laughs> so it definitely works. Yeah. Uh, there have been times I've I say if I not with the buttons, but I yeah, I have as a child had mental blocks. I just stick my stereo on. I used to have a little record player 
and um, listened to stuff like uh, Def Leppard and uh, um, Sisters of Mercy as well. Different, all different types of music, and uh, and Hulse the Planet was another one I used to listen to um, to sort of help me through my uh, artistic block back then. <laughs> So now you've got things like Spotify and you, uh, iTunes and stuff. It's you've got music everywhere. You know anything you want. So it's, it's sort of it, Spotify for me is an awesome program. So oh, I just dude, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, I just stick it on in the background and. I've been it, on it since like the beta team. I got an invite like I don't know how many years ago. Mm. I mean, when they had first started out. And I was like, dude, this is going to be epic if they continue. And I understand, you know, I've talked to a lot of artists and musicians, and I understand their standpoint. Like, they're not getting paid what they think they should. But what they are doing is they're having a chance to get their music out there in front of all these people. Yeah. And it's a phenomenal thing. So, like, I think what they're doing is incredible. And um, for you in particular, I don't know if you've heard this episode or not, but if you go to artsynow.com forward slash 23, I did an episode with Rick Cassman. And, and he's in a band called Straight Eight that he's rebirthing from the seventies that he used to be in. Um, oh. He was signed by Pete Townsend. He went on tour with Queen in eighty one, and um, he got his band back together. And it's a really cool interview. Mm. But he was actually with Pete Townsend the day he found out that Keith Moon died. Oh. And he talks about it on the interview. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so everybody check that out. Artsynow.com forward slash 23. So, all right, man. Well, we're getting out of time here, but once again, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a blast. I'm fist pumping. I'm doing the jive. I'm doing the boogie and everybody out there should be doing that too. get out, do something crazy. Go high five your neighbor. Uh, go do some naked snow angels. If it's pouring out snow. Uh, just you know, make sure you warm yourself up afterwards, and don't let anybody see you. Uh, or you, you could get yourself in trouble. Don't take my word for anything here, guys. Uh, sur- surrender to your passion. Uh, practice, like stay persistent. Just like Paul talked about, if you do it, you can do anything. I promise. Uh, it's all about being persistent and finding a guide, or surrounding yourself with mentors and people. It, it is insane the reaction that that can have on your life. One relationship. Uh, and I'm a great example. I reached out one time when I thought I had nothing. I had no network. I couldn't do anything. I reached out one time and that one time I got a response back, which triggered an introduction to somebody else. And everything has skyrocketed since then. Uh, (laughs) People might tell you, they might, they might tell you they don't care. They might ignore you, but, but what does that really matter at the end of the day? Why should you be scared of that? What, what difference does it make? Continue to reach out. You'll find that one person that will make that happen. Visualize the outcome and play the edge. And everybody remember, break the rules, but first break the rulers. And Paul, dude, thank you so much for being the Archapreneur now. And always remember to keep it funky, man. I always do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Archapreneur Now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com. 
or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.